Is an elder a pastor? And is a pastor an elder? Wait, who runs the church? Those on staff or those in the pews? What is the structure for biblical authority? Who can be an elder or a pastor? It's these questions and more today. This is Consider It, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today on Consider It. Um, I'm Aaron. This is Blair. Uh, today we're actually going to take a question that wasn't submitted, but it's a question that, that we get asked pretty often, right? Yeah. Um, and it's one that you probably have maybe thought of, maybe you haven't. Um, and it's, what is... Uh, an elder. What is right. biblical eldership? Yeah, I've been asked this one a lot recently because here at Redemption, uh, we're installing a, another elder this coming Sunday uh, as God has raised up a, a man to uh, hold this office. And so um, just, you know, there's lots of different viewpoints on this, lots of different traditions out there. And and uh, we have searched the scriptures and have a, you know, a biblical conviction on that. And so I've been asked that quite a bit. Like, well, yeah. what is an elder? Who, right. who are they? Mm-hmm. What can they do? What qualifies someone to be an elder? Yeah. And uh, so I thought, let's tackle this today. Yeah. And uh, and just kind of put it out there. So right. Um, and and I think like like a lot of the topics that we've covered here on, on the show, it's important that we're we're biblical about it. That we're submitting right. our emotions our presuppositions to what the word says. And then I think the next logical question is that I think sometimes we even overlook. This is, I think this is a legitimate question. Why is it that we should hold to biblical views, right? Like right. Why, what's the reason behind that? Well, if we believe that the Bible is the word of God, yeah, right. Then we're, we're, we're obligated. We, we should faithfully want to, yeah. do what it says and believe what it says right so we're yeah. not just you know we're not idolizing per like per se this book but we believe that it's the way god uh teaches us yeah. about himself and yeah. how to live life and right. how to run the church right. so today we're, we're going to submit our emotions we're going to submit our presuppositions maybe and yeah. see what does god literally say about uh what an elder is and and how to run uh the the structure of authority in a church right 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 and that that is one of the things that define us as not just a bible church but um you know we're, this may be a, a podcast for a different day but um there's probably three different trends out there that uh, would say this is our authority like yeah. one is what there's a, a kind of a, a uh uh segment of what would be under the Christian banner that say the Bible is their final authority. Yeah. There's another segment that would say tradition um, or the teachings of, you know, certain, you know, church fathers. Church history, yeah. Um, and history, yeah, are, are the authority. Um, and then there are others that would say, no, our experience or our preference <laughs> is authority. Yeah. And that, that is actually one that's becoming increasingly popular in our individualistic age. But, um, but we at Redemption 
you know, we're a Bible church, so we are coming to the scriptures. And so when we ask this question here, or like, what is an elder? That That is what we have to look at right. first. And so let's right. let's start there and kind of define that because you see this term or this uh, these uh, men called elders yeah. all throughout the scriptures. Mm-hmm. You have it in the Old Testament among Israel. You know, they call the elders of the tribes as you're yeah. reading through your Bible, which, you know, it's the beginning of the year. If you're not doing a read through the Bible plan, you should, uh, you know, consider picking that up with a friend. Yeah, consider you know. it. That's right. Consider doing that. And so you see it there in the among the tribes of Israel, you know, yeah. as you get then to Jesus' life in the Gospels, uh, you see the term elders up there with the Pharisees. Um, you'll see it like the chief priests, the scribes, and the Pharisees. And yeah. you'll like read Mark 11 there. And when Jesus comes to the temple, uh, these guys called elders mm-hmm. are there. And then, um, then you get uh, after Acts 2 the birth of the church and Paul is planting churches all across kind of Asia Minor there and you have elders in the church. He gathered the elders. He tells Titus in, in uh, Titus 1 to appoint elders in every church. And so, okay, yeah. so there you see it. That's basically the whole scope of biblical history, of human history. And uh, and so, are they the same thing? You right. Know? And in some ways, yes. It's a, it's defining an office of those who would lead spiritually yeah. the people of God. Mm-hmm. Just like authority uh, that would carry authority and oversight, and uh, were uh, those who would carry the torch of uh, you know of authority and and uh, determining you know the um, how we would follow the Lord and whatnot. But um, you know, there's not a whole lot about qualifications and stuff in the Old Testament, it was probably actually really defined those who were old. Old, yeah. yeah. Um, Actual Biologically older in age that had made it, who had the wisdom and experience. um, And so people looked to them. They had gray hair. They were wise. They had been through a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so they were given that office. Um, Same is likely true then in, in, uh, you know, in in Israel in the days of Jesus among the chief priests and the scribes. It was just older kind of patriarchs of the family. Yeah. And, uh, um, and then you get to the church and, uh, you know, and that could very well be the case, you know, a lot of the things that define an elder, um, are things that are just gained by, you know, as you get older. Life you know? experience. Life yeah. experience. However, that's not a, a qualification for who is an elder. And so um, we don't have to necessarily flesh out in any more detail the Old Testament and, and you know, kind of the pre-church uh, description of it. But for our purposes today, today sake, yeah. we're talking about the church. And, uh, and so as you get then into the New Testament, you know, some of the key passages on this um, that uh, we'll be referring to, like Acts 20, um, First um, uh, Timothy three, Titus one, First Peter five are some of the key passages that really talk about yeah. elders and specifically. Although, as you read through the epistles, you know, in the Philippians one, he refers, you know, Paul's writing and, and refers to the elders and deacons. Yeah, you know, who lead there? And so, who are these guys? Well, uh, elders are pastors. And pastors are elders. Okay. And so they are this, and this is where it gets kind of tricky because you right. have some denominations or traditions. Yeah, that yeah. Kind of you, differentiate. You, you this can stuff. scroll through, you know, churches, staff, or you know, leadership pages, and you maybe see uh, pastors over here, elders over there, deacons over there. Yeah. What? What is? Right. And then what, you get into deli- some, and it's like yeah. bishops yeah. and cardinals, and then yeah, you have yeah. the pope, and it's like, mm. well, wait, what? Yeah. You know? And uh, certain guys calling themselves apostle. Yeah. And so you've got all these different 
things, and and yet I don't know that that's necessarily what the scripture is talking about in terms of the office. Right. Um, and so uh, a, a key passage on this where you actually see all three of the uh, terms, and so I've actually said pastors and elders, right. but there's one other New Testament word, yeah. uh, that of overseers, hmm. or sometimes, you know, in older uh, translations, it's the term bishops. Okay. Um, Greek word episkopos, you know, where we get it like Episcopalian from. Um, but it's the uh, the translation of that is overseers. And so a pastor is an elder is an overseer. An overseer is a pastor is an elder. An elder right. is a pastor is an overseer. They're synonymous terms for yeah. the same office that describe the different roles of the office. Okay. And so one man occupies the office and these things carry out in different you know in different uh in different yeah so scenarios. so being a being a pastor here at redemption that means you're an elder here correct yeah correct and now in our culture you know and this is just a cultural thing not necessarily even a biblical precedent i mean it's not wrong or bad but it's you know, uh, we we refer to like pastors as you know the ones that preach, those that yeah. are on the paid staff of the church, sure. um, and and that's fine. You know, First Timothy, there's precedent for paying your pastors, those that labor in teaching and preaching. Yeah, you know, for and, sure. And, and we you know can pay them. Um, but that's not what differentiates. Oh, the pastors are the paid ones, and the elders are the non-paid guys. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's not. That's not how things like right. Are yeah, there's, there's no, there's no correlation between, uh, you know, paid staff, and and eldership or pastors or any of that. Right. right. It's you know, there's elders that are paid. There's elders that are not paid. There's yeah. pastors on staff that are paid, and then there's pastors that are not paid. Right. Right, and and in they they all occupy the same office, right? With varying responsibilities, but equal authority and you know equal amount of responsibility yeah. to you know before the Lord to care for the church. Okay, you know so that's what an elder is. An elder is somebody who gives, um, who who bears responsibility, who gives an account before the Lord for the people of God. Yeah, this is one of like the the. This is a passage or a verse, rather, that kind of keeps me awake at night as a uh, you know a man who does occupy this office, who is an elder and a pastor, is a leader in the church. And uh, this is Hebrews thirteen seventeen. Um, the charge is to just uh, the believer mm. person that you know follows Christ. But it says this: obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Hmm. And so obviously the command there, the onus is for the believer. Yeah, All yeah. of us are to submit to our leaders, you know, to our pastors and elders. Uh, why? Because they keep watch over our souls and we'll have to give an account. Like I have to give an account for the members of our church. Not every believer in the world. This is why we have membership. Yeah. Um, kind of going off on a tangent here, but it's uh, but it, it fits with what we're talking about today. And and like I'm responsible for the spiritual health yeah. of the people that have committed to our church. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and that that's a weighty responsibility that Absolutely. an elder carries. Yeah, you know, and so that's why you know to the to the believer, it's like, well, let the, that person do it with joy. Yeah, <laughs> not with groaning. <laughs> like, you know, don't don't you know be a knucklehead. Don't just keep on sinning because that would that yeah. Don't make their job harder. Right, right. It's it, uh, this the fight against sin and the you know our growth in holiness is is hard en- enough. But yeah, so it seems like you know up to now we're 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 seeing that. 
eldership is is really the same thing as what it is to be a pastor and and 100%. as you were talking about overseer yep. um these are just interchangeable words for Correct. just describing different things that different things that, that, that this person does right? right and and we just saw that an elder a pastor an overseer has this you know responsibility for the church right, right. that right. that god uh is going to be holding these people accountable for what he has given right. to them right and that's a part of the oversight right the overseer right. portion of it you know the elder is the maturity the directional aspect of yeah. our, um uh the 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 care for the right. saints and in the same way that a pastor is you know the pastor is literally a shepherd yeah uh, a teacher somebody that cares and disciples hmm. the uh the the people of of God and so all of those things are wrapped up into this office. Right, and you can't just be a shepherd and care without also bearing responsibility for oversight and direction right. and the maturity of the saints. Mm. And so these things all kind of intertwine together. And so they're not like separate things. You yeah, know, like oh, okay, well the overseers make sure that the shepherds are doing their job and and well. No, like it's yeah. all the same. And people might have different gifts and might be stronger in one of those, uh, you know, one of those responsibilities. And that's why it's also a plurality. Yeah. You see all throughout. It's always elders, hmm. you know, in a church. Um, it's always plural because it's never about one yeah. person. And that, that's easy to miss, but that, that is true, right? It's that's always right. elders it's of the church. Always appoint elders, not yeah. an elder. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, peace out. But this, our, our church is about one man, mm-hmm. the God man, Jesus. Right. But not about the pastor. It's not the celebrity, the mm-hmm. figurehead that, you know, stands up and, For sure. you know, is the face of the franchise, so to speak. Like, that's not what the church is about. Jesus is the face of the global franchise. Right. And so we've seen, you know, I think uh, we're seeing that, that this office really is a big responsibility, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's very important. It carries authority, uh, but with it responsibility. So then what does it take to, to be a person? Like, am I called to be, an, how do I know if I'm called to be an elder? Is there like a sign up sheet? Like how does, you know, so, how do we do that? Right. How, how do we anybody? pick, yeah, how yeah. do we pick elders? How do we pick it and elders? That's right. That's right. That's a good, uh, can, can just anybody. Yeah. Be, like, is it, okay, well, who can? Well, uh, thankfully, the scriptures give us indication mm-hmm. as to yeah. who can be an elder. Yeah. And well, that's uh, that's First Timothy 3 and Titus 1. Right. Lay it out right there for and, us. And this is an interesting question because, you know, for people, you know, we see kind of churches popping up every, every day or something, right? Yeah. Uh, you need pastors for those churches, right? And so yeah. is a church just like a, a startup business? That like, you know, I feel this entrepreneurial, like, yeah. uh, desire so I can just start a business and maybe I just do the same thing with the church? Right, yeah. No, uh, actually, the New Testament warns about that all the time. Like First Thessalonians, Paul is warning that yeah. church there of uh, the deceivers who've come in, you know, yeah. just the fly-by-night guys, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, kind of like... Oh, hey, yeah, I want to be here. They've even maybe had some people that are yeah. like, oh, you should totally be a pastor. You're my pastor, mm-hmm. you know, because they're influential or because they, you know, did something meaningful in their life. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily make them a pastor or an elder that is, you know, called of God to uh, to lead a church in right. that capacity, especially if it's just one guy kind of like, you know, hey, I'm just going to pop yeah. up my tent when over you, here and, and do and my And that thing. verbiage of like, I'm, I'm called... To be a pastor, you know, that's it's right. interesting. So, what, what, what is? Yeah, we've well, we talked a little bit about yeah, that we in, have. A, in, a, in another podcast about what calling means, and uh, 
Um, the bio, the biblical word for that in First Timothy three is aspiration. Mm. So there is an internal desire. Right. Um, he says that that you know if anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Mm-hmm. So you have to want it. Yeah. You know? Like there's, we can't just take out our desire and our ambition out of it altogether. But then, if there's that internal desire, mm-hmm. then there's almost like, well, let's prove it. Well, right. how is that proven? It's proven by the spiritual maturity of a man's life. And I say man intentionally because it is limited to men. And yeah. was, that's what he's going for. And he's, this is First Timothy 3, just right prior to that. And First Timothy uh, 2, he, he clearly defines that as a, this is for men only. Yeah. And then here's the type of men. And he goes through and lists all these qualifications. Therefore, um, this is first Timothy three, verse two, an overseer must be above reproach. That right there hmm. is like the, you know, the kicker of out of them all. Right. Is to be above reproach is like, you are consistent no matter where you are. Yeah. And nobody can bring a charge of against this person. Not that they're yeah. sinless, but that, when he's at work, when he's on the street, no matter where he is or who he's with, mm-hmm. he is the same godly man. He's yeah, above for sure. reproach. He's consistent. He's faithful. Um, there's no outstanding accusations uh, against his character yeah. um, as who he is. And then it goes on. He must be the husband of one wife. I mean, he's a one-woman man. He, yeah. He's devoted to one woman. Um, he's sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. Uh, for if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? Yeah. Okay. He must not be a recent convert. So that's where it's like elders, you know? Yeah. It's There's no time stamp on here. It's yeah. like, okay, well, after you've been a believer five <laughs> years, then you can be. It's just not a recent one. Um, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he might not fall into disgrace, into a snare mm. of the devil. And well, so it's just First Timothy 3. So that's a high character bar. Yeah, right? I think the first impressions, it's, it's a really high standard, right? right? There's a high standard uh, of this character. Yeah. And I think the next thing that that stands out is is the pronouns, right? It's yeah. he, his. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so obvious that that the word is is uh, alluding to a man as the hold uh, holding this office, right? Right. Yeah, it is, and and this is even particularly where our understanding of pastor, elder, overseer being one and the same, mm-hmm. because you even have some that would say, okay, well, we understand that elders can't be women, that right. it's, that it's limited just to men. You know, in God's complementary design, He's limited this office just to men, and uh, you know, based on First Timothy two and, yeah. and women not having ex- exercising authority over men, and so what some churches will say, well, they're not the same, and so we can have women pastors, yeah. But only men can be elders. Mm. It's like, well, no, no, you miss a fundamental teaching of the scripture that right. this, this is one office. Same. This yeah, is one office. They're the same. Yeah. Right. And so neither, and and that the act of teaching is a, an expression of authority, especially when it comes to the teaching the word. the word of God. Right. Which is what elders, overseers, <laughs> pastors do. That's where our authority lies. Right is in the word of God. Mm-hmm. We have nothing else to say, nothing clever to teach about, 
but we just teach the word of God. And so it's these things that are that are characteristic of a man who leads, not in his life. And so yeah. that's like, we think of it like, okay, well, who's an elder? Like other elders appoint elders. That's who does it. And it's affirmed. You know, there's kind of the three things. There's a man must aspire to it. Okay. I think the people of God affirm that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he is. Like we recognize him as a spiritual authority in our uh, life. And then other elders appoint. Got it. The man aspires, mm-hmm. the church affirms, but other elders, pastors appoint and install, lay hands on uh, uh, other men. And so that's how all this works. And so we've been looking, like in our church, we are always looking, okay, well, who are men who whose life matches these qualifications? And then are they competent for the task? Right. Are they able to teach? That's a qualification. Yeah. They must be able to teach the word of God. Now that is various expressions, it's, you know, public and preaching, but one-on-one, small yeah. group, like right. they have to be able to communicate clearly and com- and with com- you know in a compelling way the yeah. word of God. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and that, that's a good point you make. Uh, teaching does not necessarily imply preaching. preaching. It can, right. right? But like you're saying, teaching the word isn't. Can you open the word with someone and, and yes. help someone else understand? Right. right. So are you capable of handling the Word of God? Yeah. And are you competent to make application of it to mm-hmm. other people's lives? You yeah. know, not only do you just know the Bible, this isn't like, oh, well, you have the books of the Bible memorized. Yeah, yeah. No, you know the truths of the Bible. You're hmm. skilled in doctrine, and you can make application of that to other people's lives. That is, that's a key thing. Because in Titus 1, he talks about that. Like, you have to be able to refute error. Yeah. And correct those who teach hmm. wrongly. You know, in a gracious way, you know, this like we're carrying a big sword around. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're right. That's <laughs> right. not what it's about. We have to be able to say that, you know, um, but uh, but but you have to be skilled enough, capable in doctrine, and uh, and then have the time, and the capacity um, to to you know to to carry out the office as the church needs you to. Right. You know. And so that's that's really like what the scripture talks about. Okay, then who? So what is an elder? Well, we've discussed that. And then we discussed, well, who can be an elder? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think like for the, the final question, just to talk about, okay, well, then what does an elder do? You yeah. know, what does a pastor do? You know, like what is that? And, you know, just kind of real basic. I mean, it's this Acts 6, elders, pastors are devoted to the ministry of prayer the word and the equipping of the saints you know for leadership and ministry like, yeah that's what elders pastor mm-hmm. ephesians 4 like that's that's what we do and so how we say that here at redemption and, and this isn't unique to us this is our network the great commission collective but um it's real easy to remember what do elders and pastors what do we do we uphold the doctrine of the church you know we make sure that what not only is being preached on a sunday from our pulpit but in all of our ministries yeah you know men's women's kids ministries the songs we sing the songs that we sing the prayers that we pray that they are biblically true yeah doctrinally sound that's that's our job we have to make sure that we're on the straight and narrow and that's not like we're not out there like everything like oh he said that and you know we're not like that nitpicking police but making sure that we're staying true to the scriptures. Um, So that's the first one is doctrine and then discipleship. A lot of what we've talked about, investing in people's lives, application, all that stuff. Um, And that, and kind of a corollary to discipleship is the discipline. You Hmm. know, Uh, when uh, professing believers are walking in sin, who are choosing to disregard the commands of scripture, 
to go their own way, like we uh, have, are charged with church discipline. Yeah, you know, and and the purity of the church and keeping sin out of the camp. Yeah, and uh, and so that's that's not just an elder's job; that's everybody's church discipline. You know, begins with. If I offend you, come and tell me, you right, know? Right. And if I don't repent and I continue in it, then we bring other people in it. And sure. then, you know, we get to the final uh, stages of, of uh, you know, if they're just outright in it, living a rebellious life. Now, this isn't just something that happens overnight. You know, these are long, drawn-out things. But that's a third one. So a doctrine, what does an elder do? They pull the doctrine. They um, ensure the discipleship and the discipline of the church. And then the final, the direction and making sure that we are staying in line with our mission. Yeah. That we are headed in the right direction and not just coasting or drifting Mm -hmm. off, you know, one way or another and uh, all of a sudden becoming a social club, you know. And, uh, and so making those kind of strategic decisions, the oversight of the church as what elders are, um, uh, you know, responsible for. Like yeah. our decision to move into the building, whose decision was that? Right. Yeah. Well, that was the elders making the decision to being good stewards of the finances, the trajectory, the people of our church, the mission that we've said we're here to do to glorify God through the fulfillment of the Great Commission. So let's move into this building. And so right. those types of things are made at an elder level. Yeah. And and the office of eldership, you know, being a pastor and overseer of a church, it's really God's uh, mercy and grace towards the church, right, to, to institute this authority, totally. right, to totally. lead the church and, and to have structure, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've all been in, in maybe teams or you know, businesses or jobs where there is no leadership and you see it's it's very hard to move forward or if, if you know, kind of this leading, uh, you know, everyone's kind of leading together yeah. with all these cooks in the kitchen, you know, God's design yeah. is, is to have men yeah. who are submitted to ultimately Jesus, right, to yeah. the word yeah. uh, to lead the sheep, yeah. right? And I think it's, it's God's blessing to the church that he has kind of laid it out to us in scripture what these men should be like uh and and the accountability that they're that they have right right totally totally this is not like okay they're the end all be all they don't have accountability it's part of the reason why there's plurality yeah because there's accountability within Mm -hmm. the plurality and they're accountable before the lord and it's one of the great things also of being a part of a church planting network Mm -hmm. like we are an autonomous church here but uh, we also have other pastors and elders and in our network that that uh hold us accountable right and that uh uh, watch out for us and so that's yeah. for the church's benefit and, well, and 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 each of those each of those things that they're responsible for are so important right you think yeah. of doctrine yeah. and, and you think the 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 biggest uh you know the the thing that paul warns most to to the to in his letters is is false doctrine right, right? and you know we we hear so much you know why is doctrine important? Why is doctrine important? Well, that's that's the biggest warning Paul says. You know, right. beware of the of the false doctrine. And on the other hand, he's saying uphold sound doctrine, right? And this yeah. is one of the primary uh, one of the primary things that that an, that an elder should be doing. Right. And then you think of discipleship, which that's really the great commission, right? right. To make disciples. Right. And you go on with direction, leading the church, leading God's people. Yeah. Uh, Elders really have this responsibility yeah. in the church to yeah. to really 
keep it going. Right. If you take all the four of those D's, doctrine, discipleship, discipline, and direction, if you take any one of those, and if a pastor, elder team of a church drops the ball on any one of four, uh, one of those f- four things, yeah. the church is going to die. Right. It is just going to shipwreck. It might be right. a slow, painful death. Mm-hmm. It could be a very sudden death. But if they drop the ball in the doctrine, like you just said, church is going to, it's going to shipwreck. It's going to yeah. die. If disciples aren't being made, it's going to shipwreck and die. If discipline isn't being carried out, sin is going to ruin the church. Yeah. If there's direction isn't happening, it's it's just going to die a slow, aimless death. Yeah. So elders have to keep this going for our good right. so we can stay on mission, so Christ can be glorified. And so the right. elders are entrusted with leading the charge in those things yeah. for God's glory and our good. Yeah. And, and take that away and yeah, and the church. two things, two things on that I think are important. I think the first one is is, and that's not to say that elders are what keep the church going, but rather sure. that that God and and Jesus has you know instituted these things yeah. to to be agents of of His will, right? right? And He uses eldership and authority in the church and structure yeah. to to make a healthy church, right? Right. right? And then the second one that I was I was thinking about. Uh, a church, and this is, I think, this is, I think, uh, a good warning for us in, in today's uh, just contemporary church. What a dying church looks like is not, I think, what we first think of, right? right. Which is this like closing down to the doors. Uh, you know, people are leaving left and right. Yeah. Sure, that is a dying church, but I think I think a dying church, you know, if you look at, I think it's Revelation 2, those are the seven letters where mm-hmm. we see, yep. you know, you get to that church where where it's really not even a church, yeah. right? You know, Christ isn't even there. Yeah, he's standing I think outside knocking, knocking in, says. right? Yeah. And and I think that, you know, that is what happens when, right. when biblical elders aren't there. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because you don't have sound doctrine. You don't have a discipleship or discipline or direction. And what starts to happen is just sin runs rampant. Yeah, and and now it's not even a church, right? right. It's just Jesus this is standing church, outside. right? It has the look, you know. It's like what we saw in Mark eleven recently at our church. It's like a fig tree that looked like figs, right. but Didn't have any fruit. Right. It was the temple that was beautiful yeah. that had the appearances of religion, right? And God was outside of it. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you referred to you know it's Revelation two, or that might even be three. That's the church at Laodicea. Yeah. You know, we use that verse a lot. You know, like for salvation, like, hey, Jesus is knocking on your door. Yeah. Like you stand outside. No, no, that's like a warning passage. <laughs> right. Like, no, like you you are outside. Jesus is outside your church. His yeah. Presence is not among you. So much so, like he's standing outside. Like, hey, can I? come yeah. in you know like isn't this about me you know right. i will build my church like yeah. you worship me and now i'm out here and this has yeah. just become a social club or right. something that may have church on the sign outside but is anything but the called out people of god worshiping right. christ and that's and you know that i think that just it, it shows the importance of eldership right totally. biblical eldership in a church that is really setting these parameters and holding people you know to these parameters uh lovingly right. gracefully right. uh and it's it's such a hard job right working right. I, i'm not an elder here but i've worked with many and you see these men laboring so hard for people yeah. loving people so much uh and it's not an eight to five job no you know it's it's a job that you go to sleep with things on your mind yeah. you wake up with things pulling at your soul uh and like you had said earlier like 
you you understand that God is going to hold you accountable for the the sheep that he has entrusted to you, you right. know. In, in, in a way, I think a, a helpful analogy is just like a like a parent, you right. know. These children that you have, you are responsible for, right? Yeah. Um, and you're going to be you're held accountable for them totally. as children, but you love them and you're instructing them and you want them to to grow, right? Right. right. Yeah, that is the parents is a is a is a great in- analogy for yeah. it, you know. And there's many such examples like that, and you know, in our context, but um, but it is, and it, it is a, a gift. It's Ephesians four talks about it, like. Godly leaders are actually a gift to yeah, the church. Absolutely, you know, not in like a pretentious way, like oh, they're God's gift to the church. But no, it is good because it keeps us growing and healthy and right. alive. Right. And you subtract that, you just like you subtract parents out of young children's lives and leave them alone, <laughs> they're gonna die. Yeah. I mean, that's really morbid and sad yeah. and all that to say, but it's like it's just, it's just yeah. a great picture of that. Mm-hmm. And so, godly leadership is a gift to the church. Right. And and you know we've been a part of maybe churches or others and um and or we've heard of other churches where there was bad leadership yeah and some people have been hurt by yeah. bad elders mm-hmm. ungodly pastors i'm really sorry you know that's like that should never happen is why it is such an egregious offense right but no leadership is bad bad leadership is bad right but godly leadership is for our good yeah and it's and it's his design and it's his yeah. it's his design as well so i'm excited for us as our church and uh, this yeah. is gonna be a great sunday um i could uh, i just look forward to what this means uh, in light of all the things that we've talked about you know is adding another elder here and another man who's been called of god mm-hmm. and and uh pointed and affirmed here and and uh, I think there's just great things in store and look forward to the Lord adding and raising up more elders yeah. at our church and in you know, countless churches across the globe uh, for his glory and our good. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in to Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in Brownfields, Texas, where we are taking on questions regarding life, theology, and the church. If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. If you'd like to learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible. We thank you for your support and listening, and we hope you'll join us next week as we 